0: Okay, hello everybody, and thanks for tuning in. Oh, I have been trying to record this for quite a while now, but I uh, the microphone I had before crapped out on me, and then bought a new microphone, and the cord was bad, so I had to buy a new cord, and now that cord is finally here, and I'm ready to record. Alright, just said court a whole bunch of times in a row there. Anyways, to start with, this episode is brought to you by Madeira. Madeira is a um, camping supply company. They got hammocks and sleeping bags and sleeping pads and inflatable pillows. It's all nice and lightweight, good for backpacking, getting them uh, back into the hills. Wherever you really want to go, and uh, they do a lot of good, good work around the world there. And for every hammock they sell, they'll plant a tree in some third world country. And anyways, uh, if you'd like to help support this uh, podcast and buy some great camping gear, then uh, visit b i t l y slash f and f podcast. All right, so today's episode is about that I'm sure you already know from the title: um, fall fishing in Southeast Alaska, mainly fall trout fishing. Now my absolute favorite way to catch trout in the fall is with a bead rig. And I know what you're thinking, "Oh, you know, you can't use a bead. Fly fishing is all about using bug imitations and matching the hatch." And well, you know what? When you're using a bead in the fall in Southeast Alaska, that is exactly what you're doing is matching the hatch, so to speak. Because what those fish are cued in on are salmon eggs. So, you got uh, a couple components to a bead rig. You've got a hook, a bead, a bead peg, a split shot, and an indicator. For the hook, I like to use a uh, number two... Octopus hooks. I used number four last year, but they were just kind of small, and I didn't get good hookups on big fish. So I bumped it up a size this year, and it seemed to do pretty good when I when I uh, when I could find a big fish. And then uh, for beads, you want to set your bead about. About uh, two inches above the hook. Legally, it either has to be free sliding or pegged within two inches of the hook, according to fishing Alaska fishing game regulations. And uh, two inches is just about perfect. And then um, above your bead, you're going to have your split shot. You, you want to set that um, about 12 inches above your bead, and uh, the size of your split shot is going to depend on the depth of the water you're fishing and the speed of the water that you're fishing. And then coming up from your bead, or from your split shot, you got your indicator, and typically. You want to use something, an indicator that's really going to float your split shot. So, I wouldn't recommend you like a feather, a feather indicator or anything real light like that. What I like to use are the uh, Thingamabobbers. They work really well, and that's what most people in Alaska use for bead rigs. Now you're going to set your uh, you're going to set your indicator about one and a half to two times the distance. Or the depth of the water away from your bead, and what you're really shooting for is you want that bead to be about two inches above the uh the bottom and now you know that one and a half to two times isn't uh isn't rocket isn't science you know it's not set in stone it's it's all gonna depend on the speed of the water you're fishing, but I will say. If the water is moving too slow, you probably don't want to fish a bead, because it's just it's, they're the fish are gonna have too much time to be able to look at it, and once they get it in their mouth, they're really gonna be able to see too quickly that it's not real. You know, there's not a, there's not as much urgency for them to get it in their mouth and swallow it as there is when it's moving by real quick. So, I've never had really good luck in really slow moving water. Now, where you want to fish a bead. Shit. Sorry, a little space heater I got in the office fell over. So where where you want to fish a bead is uh, really anywhere you got salmon. And typically you're going to want to be, if you can, what you're going to want to do is, be, is fish below a school of salmon because that's where that's where the trout are going to be sitting waiting for waiting for the eggs to come down And uh, my favorite my favorite kind of place to fish though is on a deep pool with a real steep drop off so those fish are going to be sitting there right along that drop off waiting for the eggs to wash over from the spawning grounds up above it and that is it's just a perfect place to drift a bead through now sometimes you run into the problem that the fish just don't seem to want to eat a bead especially when you're getting uh, later on into the season and that's when it's good to uh, start throwing flesh flies because you know the the salmon are going to be are going to be uh, spawning and dying and decomposing, so their bodies are going to start breaking up, and the, their flesh is going to start floating down the river, and that's what the fish are going to be. That's what the trout are going to be keyed into at that point. And that's usually getting on into late October or November if you're somewhere that's got a coho run. Or, you know, earlier if you're fishing somewhere with uh, a sockeye run or humpies. And, you know, um, flesh flies come in just about as many varieties as beads do. But the most simplest one is just a real simple bunny fly. I like, to, I like to have a, at least a cone head on there, just to give it some weight. And I'll tie them with uh, lead eyes once in a while, but the cone head seems to work pretty good too. And you just leave, you tie it on a number two hook with about a medium length shank, and you leave about a one or two inch tail, and then you wrap forward. Wrap your uh, bunny fur forward to the eye, tie it off, and there you go. If you're, uh, you're going to be tying a lot of flesh flies, I would recommend talking to um, Alaska fly fishing kids in Juneau, cause they have a bunch of uh, Alaska salmon flesh colors to choose from, like half a dozen or so, and they all look really good you know they're different from your normal just you know white or pink or whatever that you'd get other places there you know they're kinda off white with some pink mixed in or you know some kinda salmon pink and white and uh... you know it it just it just looks a lot more natural now if you want to get fancy with it or if you want to throw a bigger presentation if you're fishing Bigger water or fishing for bigger fish, then you can tie a uh, articulated flesh fly, and you know it's it's pretty much the same, same as uh, as the bunny fly. You just got a little one extra step in there. Another good thing that I've done is uh incorporate a bead onto a flesh fly somewhere. You know, like if you're tying an articulated fly, slide a bead down on your uh, on your braid or your wire or whatever you're using to attach your trailer hook. And You know, you want to use kind of washed out bead colors. You know, lots of white and really light pink. That's what they're, uh, what they're going to be looking like at that point in the season that you're really going to be wanting to use a flesh flies in. And uh, those work best just on a dead drift. But you can um, I've caught I've caught fish on flesh flies just slowly uh, stripping it in. But generally, a dead drift works well, and I'll 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 fish a flesh fly under the same under the same uh, indicator that I use for for my beads once in a while, you know, and that that works just great. Now once in a while in the fall you'll run into uh, fish that just don't want to bead or they don't want a flesh fly or maybe you're just tired of throwing those and you want to do something different that's when you bust out your streamer box one thing I found very effective in the fall especially for dollies and big dollies is a salmon fry pattern just a simple um, buck hair, black and white with small lead eyes. I've been using, I was using a uh, faux buck hair this year, and I I like how that looks a lot better than the natural too. But I've caught I caught a lot of a lot of big dollies on that. I've caught cohos on that. I've caught cutthroat on that. And that so. If I'm gonna start throwing streamers, that's usually the one I start with is a uh, fry pattern. Because everything wants to eat a salmon fry. And then, uh, you know, if you don't have one of those or if that's not working, regular kind of streamer, you know, your classic bucktail tail, chenille body, a hackle, and some kind of weight, you know, either eyes or, uh, or a bead or a cone. And um, pink. Or white are generally my two go-to colors if I'm fishing something like that. I had I had quite a few quite a few fish on this same same fly that was just pink bucktail, a sparkle chenille body, a, um, kind of a smaller pink hackle, and then a black tungsten bead and that uh... that did real well for dollies this fall and when I'm fishing streamers you know I just use uh... I use different approaches you know slow strips, fast strips, dead drifting, just try to go through everything I can think of to try to get those fish to bite And once uh... once I figured it out for one fish it's usually different for the next one so you know you just gotta you just gotta keep trying anyways um thanks for listening again if you want to support the channel visit um bit.ly slash f and f podcast and go buy yourself some pretty badass camping gear yeah thanks for listening